0: Welcome to Living Embodied, reclaiming our body as safe, sacred, and sovereign space. A podcast where we explore mental health and well-being through nurturing the mind-body connection. My name is Sydney Bell. I'm a social worker and psychotherapist with a passion for working with people healing from body shame and coming into relationships of peace, trust and respect with their bodies. I come to you from British Columbia, where I'm privileged to make my home in the Okanagan Valley, which is the traditional and unceded territory of the Okanagan Silks people. Here I want to hold a space where we can all come together to better understand the role our body plays in our mental, physical, and spiritual well-being. Through reflections and conversations, and an opportunity to engage in a short embodiment practice. In this podcast, we explore what it means to feel at home in our body and experience living life from the inside out. We will set our intention to reclaim our wise body as a friend and ally, and I invite you to join me in a quest to uncover what it means to live an embodied life. I live and work with people from a weight-neutral perspective, which, among other things, means this podcast is a diet talk and body-shaming free zone. For more information about me and my psychotherapy practice, you'll find links in the description. In this episode of Living Embodied, I'm talking with artist Kathleen Rousseau about her experiences as an artist coming to peace with her body. I've known Kathleen for some time, and when a few months back she posted on social media about a project she was working on, a coloring book featuring larger-bodied women as goddesses, I was really excited. She calls it the Big Beautiful Goddesses Coloring Book, and Kathleen says she created it to bring awareness uh, of the lack of representation of women who live in larger body sizes um, than that of the current societal standards. In addition to the Big Beautiful Goddesses Coloring Book, Kathleen created other coloring books and journals that she has available on Amazon, and you can find the link to that in the description. I have to say, I love how Kathleen introduces herself on her Amazon author page. She says, Kathleen Rousseau, a big beautiful goddess and self-taught artist, has spent most of her life trying to justify her right to exist in her body just as it is. Just a really powerful description of you know what this journey is like for many of us. So now let's get to our conversation with this goddess and I hope you will join me uh, at the end of the episode for a short embodiment practice that you can choose to express through art. Really delighted to um, introduce you to Kathleen Rousseau, who is joining me today to discuss uh, a recent launch of a a coloring book that I'm just really so excited about, and um, I think it aligns beautifully with um, the focus on embodiment that uh, I'm looking to to bring forward in, in this podcast and in these conversations. Uh, Kathleen, welcome. Thank you for having me. Absolutely. Thank you so much for, for joining me and agreeing to have a conversation um, about sort of our relationship with our body and how. Um, And a a path that I see that you've taken in terms of expression and potentially healing and growth through your, through your art. Yes. Yeah. So Kathleen, could you maybe tell us a little bit about yourself as an artist? Okay. I'm, I've
1: been creative in one way, shape or form my whole life as long as I can remember. I always have multiple projects on the go, and I'm probably about a million more in my head at any given <laughs> time. <laughs> um, yeah, I love learning new techniques and working with multiple mediums, but my heart really belongs to my kind of what I call my trifecta, which ah. is uh, alcohol markers, watercolor, and coloring uh, colored pencils. Uh, those are the my main ones, but I really I incorporate everything and everything that I feel like, including um, I do have a passion for mono printing using a gelatin plate.
0: Oh, I didn't quite follow that. What did you say, mono printing? Mono printing. Yeah. What is that? Which
1: um, you have a gelatin plate, or what's the brand is called Jelly Plate. Um, it's basically whatever shape it. It is, I have a square one and rectangular one. Mm-hmm. You take um, acrylic paint, put it on in thin layers, and then use whatever you, you want to to make um, imprints in the paint. You put a piece of paper on top, smooth it down, and then peel up the, the paper. What was on the plate is now on the paper, and you never gotcha. know what you get. The patterns are amazing, oh. and you can layer them up. It's so much. It, it's really addictive to play with.
0: Well, I can yeah. I can hear in your voice that it's um, brings a lot of a lot of joy.
1: Yes, because yeah. you never know what you'll get, and if you don't right. like something, you can always put more paint down and slap that ugly down, and you just. We have a saying: "Work through the ugly." Works through the ugly. It's almost well. It's almost like you need need those stages to to build up to something wonderful, right? Because it adds each layer adds depth to it, right? The same thing with like I love layering alcohol markers with the with colored pencils and And watercoloring. I've started doing adding the watercolor in as well.
0: So mixing it all up together, playing with it, there seems a big sense of play in what you're doing.
1: Very much so. Very playing and exploring and just, um, it's very cathartic. It's just letting yourself go. Mm -hmm. I find the best pieces come from when you're, you you do not force it you just let it flow out of you. And some pictures come really, really quickly. And some pictures are stubborn and don't want to come out.
0: (laughs) Well, so I know this is a a bit of a big question, but you, you know, you say you've been creating art for as long as you can remember, and you always have something on the go. And, you know, what do you think compels you to do this? Like, what does creating art mean for you in your life? And again, I know it's a big question, but Some insights into that.
1: For me, it's it's also also been a reflective reflection of what's going on inside as well, or the life. I have a vivid imagination, vivid dreams. So Mm -hmm. sometimes it's dreams on paper. Sometimes it's just me wanting to represent what I've read in a story, like with mythology, Mm -hmm. or um, also it's kind of a, um, a spiritual experience for me as well. I find my art and my spirituality are very much
0: intertwined. Mm. Ooh. And I think that's kind of what we'll be diving into a little bit here today. Um, in this podcast, this, this embodied life, um, my goal is to focus on the concept of embodiment. And I tend mm-hmm. to think of that as being fully attuned to and embracing our body. Um, another definition I've heard is that embodiment is living from the inside out. Um, wondering how that lands with you. Like what, what does living from the inside out mean to you, Kathleen?
1: Well, and until recently, um, And I was aware of it on some uh, level, but I've always felt not really present in my body. Mm. And it's, I've been mostly in my head, not really in my body. Right. And until I started working with my life coach after my relationship uh, tanked this past year. Oh, um, yeah. I really didn't want to repeat patterns and started actively seeking out ways to work on them. And it's Mm -hmm. through my work with uh, my, my life coach that Mm -hmm. we settled into many, (laughs) many subjects, but a lot of it has to do with, with um, truly being present in my body at this, right at this moment. It, because it's it's amazing- either how, uh, my, my mind is either in the past or in the future. But ah, no, uh, right. So I end up self-sabotaging a lot if I, if I don't actively use my awareness. So,
0: so living from the inside out for you is a big part of that, is being fully present in your body in the here and now? Yeah. Um, yeah
1: it's still something I'm struggling with and I'm I'm, uh, working on probably well for the rest of my life.
0: I think Um, it's a journey for all of us ongoing. It's a, it's a
1: big, it's a big step for me to actually look at myself in a mirror.
0: Right. Even just my
1: face. Right. So that, that's one of the, one, one of the things that we've been working on is um, actually me looking myself directly in the eye in a mirror and doing mirror work and powerful um, yeah 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 and it's it takes time and it feels kind of phony at first but right um the more you do it the more effective it becomes
0: Mm -hmm. and
1: it's not always like okay you're going a to b you could go a minus a b (laughs) minus a at least that's the way it's going for me that's right your downs (laughs)
0: kind of more of a, uh, yeah, not a straight line, but maybe, no. a, maybe a, spiral. a circular or spiral. Yeah, for sure. Which is, yeah. Sure. I should. So we talked a little bit about your art and we've talked a little bit about your, um, you know, your relationship with your body and, and that work that that healing work that you're doing, which, um, I think is really awesome and amazing. And, um, so, you know, are there links between the two for you? Like, so the, the the question is, is there a relationship between your art and your relationship with your body?
1: There, I don't think there has been until, but as I said, working with my life coach. It's, mm-hmm. it's something that has developed over the last year, in particularly the last six months.
0: Right, right. And are you, you know, willing to share a little bit about that? Um, What that looks like for you or.
1: Well, it's. It's really working on patterns of of Mm. figuring out why. I'm having so many troubles
0: being in my body. Right. Right. Right.
1: And. um, My younger self. Absorbed all these negative messages mm-hmm. from money sources, not just the parents, but
0: right. The, and our it, whole society was reinforced
1: over and over and over again, and it got worse and worse right. as I got older and larger. To the point where um, I really got frustrated when I I vividly recall looking for images on like for example pixabay i would look Mm -hmm. for larger ladies Mm -hmm. decent looking larger ladies and i'd get one or two images come up right but if you put like lady all all you'd see is is what society thinks is beautiful and and appropriate, and it wasn't okay. it, it. wasn't just that it was looking at the current media and seeing the patterns of anybody of size coming forward, even just to you know toot their own horn about something, and um, them getting, which I've experienced as well, um, shamed. No, for lack of word of it it's it's shamed for for even coming forward saying that they're bad example that you're promoting obesity that you're right right you know like the worst thing in the world could be that you're you're obese or you know worse than
0: absolutely the um the preconceived notions and and the the stigma uh, attached to larger bodies is deep and profound in our society for sure
1: yeah like yeah. we choose to be the the um butt of jokes we choose to be made fun of mm. um yeah i i've mm. experienced all of that in my mm. time and then some right but i didn't want i didn't want end up um just focusing on the negative
0: right so that's
1: where the art comes in
0: right and and so you've been looking every so often images
1: um I people had mentioned about a coloring bug right but it had become like a message over and over again you know for like about six months or so just random different people that did not know it's like oh I would love a coloring book
0: okay your
1: art and then um I woke up and was like. I was going to do a coloring book, but I was going to do it on like Celtic, where my other passion is Celtic magic, uh, anything Celtic. But
0: right, I was going right. to name it
1: Celtic magic, or and. Um, now this one kind of came to the forefront.
0: I I have to do this one first. So the your coloring book is called Big Beautiful Goddesses. Yes. And yes, yeah, so it sounds like you're getting into what inspired you. We'll talk more about this project. And, and so tell us about it.
1: Yeah. Um, my original concept was to get a whole bunch of real ladies mm-hmm. of size, various sizes, larger sizes, but very varying sizes, um, mm-hmm. to submit their their favorite photo of themselves. So I could turn it into a coloring page. I got um, about five or six. Mm-hmm. That wasn't near enough. So, and uh, a lot of the ladies that I asked what, because I had to add, pose the question, um, what's your favorite goddess? Right. They couldn't answer me.
0: Ah, okay. Or they, or it was right.
1: too too broad of an answer. So, like, okay, maybe I don't need to be specific with this specific volume, right? So, um, it's goddesses in general,
0: goddesses, because we general. all
1: we all have the divine within, and it's and that's what I try to reflect in the in the pictures
0: that we all have the divine within, yeah, mm-hmm. and. And you chose to focus on women in larger bodies or, or fat women as a way to, to what?
1: To increase um, representation out there. Right. The only way
0: that I know how. Right. Because you you were talking, right. You were talking earlier. How about when you would do a, a search for photos, you have a hard time coming across images of women in larger bodies yes yeah yeah
1: it and also tied into my own work about um not being hidden away
0: okay right that's very powerful being invisible Mm -hmm.
1: which uh also brings to me it's a little a couple of those photos in there are me right right and it Drawing them wasn't hard. It was the sharing that was a little, took a little bit of courage on my part, but um, I'm glad I did it.
0: Absolutely. And what would you say? I mean, we, you know, all of what you've been saying kind of describes to me what has motivated you and inspired you, but what, what gave you the courage to, to do, Take on, you know, engage in that vulnerable act of of sharing not only what you've created but something that's a representation of yourself. Well,
1: honestly, it's to uh, prove to myself mm. that I support myself, and when okay. that when the chips are down and mm-hmm. nobody else is around, that I love. And support myself unconditionally.
0: That's that's beautiful. And what a powerful way to do that. Yes. Yeah, that's a very strong message to you. I life. squealed
1: when when <laughs> the link went live. I, I squealed. I found out on, um, last <laughs> Sunday night and I was squealing. I live alone now, so it's good. Right. Thing. Right. <laughs> right
0: well um because it was late at night (laughs) so you were able just to let it let your joy sound through yes or fly yeah yeah Uh, well I've been aware of your project for some time and and um I had responded to your call to you know participate and I was so excited to do so and um you know, I have to say it was just—it was really exciting, not only to you know lend support to a project in general that I think is so awesome, but mm-hmm. uh, to be you know to actually be a part of it and to to have an 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 image that um, then you as an artist took and and rendered as uh, part of this coloring book. It's there is something really powerful in that. So I I can um, I can imagine a little bit of what you were feeling in terms of just, you know, kind of putting yourself out there in that really amazing and positive way.
1: Yeah. Uh, (laughs) Sorry about that. I'm (laughs) sorry. I, um, it was also, I, I considered it a test,
0: Mm, a A test. test of
1: me showing up for myself. And oh, not abandoning okay. myself or abandoning the project. Like right. There's been several times in my past that it's been a pattern that that I've um, abandoned my dreams. Mm. And this is just an testament of how much work I have done over the last year. And I'm very, very wow. proud of myself for that.
0: That's so this, is, you know, this is more than just some mm. simple coloring book, even though I, you know, I didn't think of that like that from the start but there's really a lot going on here and for you especially yeah. it seems like a real labor of love and growth and healing yes yeah um so along the way <laughs> what was that kathleen I said it's just one step along the way it's one step along the way for sure and you talked a little bit about um that, that you know the the, the images or the, the women uh who you're representing are um represented as goddesses um can you tell me a little bit more about that like are they are they sort of reflecting specific goddesses or just sort of that d- divine feminine in general most of them are divine
1: general um divine feminine in general there's two mm-hmm. or three yourself mm-hmm. included that gave me an answer and i tried right. to my very best to, um, channel that right. energy into it. Um, for example, there is one, um, I can't remember her one, uh, one goddess is Yemaya in mm-hmm. here. Um, another one is a Ukrainian one. Um, but I can't remember her name off the top of my head, That's my friend Tara, but I did right. research on her and I've included her symbol in her picture.
0: Oh wow, powerful. Mm-hmm. Yourself, so what what in general about the goddess or the divine feminine energy um resonated with you and you know it inspired you to include that in in your project to to represent women as the divine feminine.
1: I have always connected more to the divine feminine than than the divine male
0: right
1: right so i i'm constantly having a conversation um most of the time i just call her mother right so i'm always having a uh, conversation and i'm oh i always see symbols where i'm supposed to pay attention to so um usually it's a spiral
0: right and that's a little note like pay attention something going on here yeah yeah and, then the well, and, it, go up. <laughs> and you mentioned as we were talking earlier that all of a sudden you know there were references to coloring books coming up for you so yes uh, it seemed to be a but
1: lately it's been oracle parts
0: okay all right yeah. that's, so that's, that's
1: our... a future project
0: yeah for sure for sure so um yeah is there anything more you want to say about that at this time about um, future projects?
1: Oh, future projects. I'm almost done. It's it's a reworking of the coloring book, but it's a coloring journal.
0: That's the next Ooh, step for this one. Right, right. Before I move
1: on to a different topic. Um I also am taking a course in making your own Oracle deck because the artwork's one thing, but then getting the middle part, that's a different story.
0: <laughs> the middle part?
1: well the the interpretation part right
0: right right so so so
1: that's that's going to take some work but it's an it's mm -hmm. a goal of mine to get a an oracle deck based on the coloring book
0: or the concept
1: of the book the big beautiful goddess
0: so big beautiful goddesses coloring book and then the next step is a a journal and then yeah coloring journal
1: it, it's it's journal. it's coloring on one side and journaling on the other
0: oh and, and, and so i then, don't know about
1: uh, your your listeners yeah. but for myself right. it's very cathartic to um just write out thoughts mm-hmm. and if i have one uh if i have i usually have one journal for one uh topic i can't seem to write in the journal for any other topic so I have oh, okay. a journals. Yes.
0: <laughs> right right this so is my journal for this your and...
1: thoughts
0: about the about the topic gotcha gotcha and um so anything else you wanted to say about about you about either your coloring book or or the things you have planned for the future um just more coloring books and
1: i i found i really liked the the process of doing um creating the, the coloring book this one took a little bit longer because it's the first mm-hmm. one but mm-hmm. i've got um i've got the processes and templates and stuff created now so who knows what subject will come up next well right hopefully celtic magic fit <laughs> we'll mm-hmm. see what what comes about i'm i'm opening I'm open to, uh, inspiration. So we'll see where, where it goes, but definitely more coloring books and coloring journals in my,
0: in my future. Well, Kathleen, how can people get a copy of your coloring book?
1: Yes. Um, it's available anywhere on Amazon. So amazon.com, amazon.ca, wherever Amazon is, uh, I've set it to be able to be sold
0: right and it's called big beautiful goddesses big beautiful goddesses coloring book okay and the big beautiful I, goddesses coloring book and yeah by kathleen russell right yeah and kathleen we'll have Roussel. the we'll have the information in the description for people to to access and and the link and, and all of that and do you have a website? How, how can people connect with you? Um, they can,
1: uh, look, I have Facebook it's Morgan's fancies. Mm -hmm. Um, I have an Etsy, um, which sells a lot of backgrounds and die cut, um, die cutting machine files. Um, Morgan, Morgan's fancy studios, it's either right. Morgan's Fancies or Morgan's Fancy Studios on most platforms. Right. I do, and uh, morgansfancies.com, but um, that is more for selling vintage jewelry at the moment. I'm going to revamp right. the, the website in the near future.
0: Oh, awesome. Well, again, we'll put all of those links in the description so that uh, folks can connect with you and... Really encourage you to check out uh, the Big Beautiful Goddesses Coloring Book. It's a really um, beautiful project, and I think a really important tool, both if, you know, for personal reflection um, in sort of that reclaiming and healing work that many of us are doing in our relationship with our own body and coloring is such a great mindfulness tool in and of itself. It's a a really great uh, way to, for many of us to settle our thoughts and to, you know, connect with our, with ourselves and our body. Mm -hmm. And also just participating in that larger work that you're doing, Kathleen, in bringing positive representation of women in larger bodies um, you know, out there into the world, which is just amazing and important work. So much gratitude to you for that. Yeah, much healing uh, to us all. Absolutely. Absolutely. Well, it, Kathleen, it's been a real pleasure to chat with you. Thank you so much for joining us today. And I look forward to, you know, seeing more of what, um, what, what, more of your creative output as as we go so uh, we'll have to stay in touch and stay connected yes most definitely thank you kathleen and um we will talk again soon yes talk soon I hope you enjoyed my conversation with Kathleen and that you check out her site and her offerings. You can find the links to all her things in the episode description. I love how Kathleen says art for her is a reflection of what is going on inside. Even if you don't consider yourself an artist, the use of art-based techniques are powerful in accessing our body wisdom and helping us heal on a deep level. When we give ourselves the gift of creating art that is truly just for us and let go the need for it to be good, uh, we open ourselves up to a deep and powerful healing tool. So next we will engage together in a short embodiment practice that you can choose to add an art component or you can simply listen and engage with your imagination. Most everyone I talk to and work with knows immediately what I mean when I ask them about their inner critic. Most of us are all too aware of the critical part of ourselves that is often quick to point out our flaws or harp on our mistakes. The inner critic can be relentless, uh, even seeding feelings of doubt when we do well or are feeling happy. And there's no doubt when it comes to our body, the inner critic can cause us much pain. So it is important to get to know this inner critic so that we can become more aware of the role it plays in our lives and to develop strategies to counter the influence it has and how we think of or relate to ourselves. And tapping into your creativity is a powerful way to get to know your inner critic, This exercise was adapted from a book called The Art of Body Acceptance by Ashley Bennett. In her book, Ashley tells us that challenging the body critic or inner critic first involves being able to identify it to really get a sense of who this inner critic is. We want to begin to relate to the critic as someone outside of us, A character that we get to know and importantly can set boundaries with like any other relationship. So to do this, let's use our imagination to construct our inner critic into a fictional character. It could be a character that already exists or one that you just make up. If you'd like to create a drawing or other artistic rendering of your critic, gather your crafting or art supplies um, before continuing. Or you may simply prefer to journal or reflect on your experience um, describing what you imagine. So let's begin. First, take a moment to pause and relax into your breathing. Let your face and shoulders relax and just allow yourself to feel settled and centered in your body. Now, think back to a recent time when you heard your inner critic. Maybe you forgot an appointment or you felt awkward at a social gathering. Or maybe you didn't like how the cute dress at the store looked when you tried it on. What did your inner critic say to you? And how did you feel? Now, use your imagination to bring your focus to this inner critic. And ask yourself, if your critic was a fictional character, say in a novel or a movie, what would they be like? Or look like? What can you imagine about their history? Where do they live? What does their voice sound like? Try to be as detailed as possible. When you're finished, give your inner critic a name and bring this forward into your life. I encourage you to start practicing, identifying the critic as this character when it comes up, when you hear those negative commentary in your head. And as you get to know this critic better, consider these these three things. The first, what do you think is the fear that drives the negative comments of the inner critic? Two, how can you begin to set boundaries with this critic? And three, if you were to have an inner ally, what might they be like? And how can you turn up the volume on what your inner ally has to say and turn down the volume on the inner critic? So I invite you to ponder these things and now, let's let this exercise go. Thank you for tuning in. I hope you enjoyed this episode of Living Embodied, reclaiming our body a safe, sacred, and sovereign space. Feel free to reach out to me via my website, gaiatherapy.net, or sign up for my newsletter. Links to both are in the episode description, along with some resources suggested by Kathleen and myself. Watch for the release of the next episode in a couple of weeks. My next guest is author and astrologist Danielle Blackwood. You don't want to miss this one. Well, we'll see you next time, and until then... May you experience your body as safe, sacred, and sovereign space.